Consumer Goods Group Clover reported results for its financial year to the end of June today. Revenues rose by 7.9% to 8.3 billion rand. Operating profits spiked by 95% to 611 million rand. Normalized headline earnings rose 225% to nearly 400 million rand. And the final cash dividend amounted to 48.68 cents a share. On the line is Chief Executive Yuan Foster. Yuan, welcome to the show. These uh, results seem to be very very impressive indeed. How much of this improvement can be attributed directly to the unbundling of dairy farmers South Africa? Good day, Rake. Yes, thank you for the interview. Um, it had quite a, a significant impact on our results as the cyclical business of DFSA uh, was split out of Clover, as you know, about uh, 18 months ago. DFSA has made a cyclical loss. Remember, when we split out the business, we never said that the dairy industry will change. I don't think it will ever change. There will be cycles. The whole intention of splitting out the FSA was for Clover to have more consistent and predictable results. In terms of the, the physical results, the savings, or uh, well, the results came out as about of savings that we had in most of our other products and not in the dairy products. So it's a little bit of both uh, in the sense that we were less affected by the cycle but the savings and the efficiencies that we brought into the business, that's where we actually made our money. And that's where we think that the results are going to be far more sustainable because those are the savings that we've got are real savings. And we've also invested much more in marketing and R&D in line with our stated intent of becoming a consumer goods uh, business. Uh, which of these uh, market or product segments uh, performed the best? Our uh, product range goes across all of the LSM uh, categories. Products that have done very well for us is uh, juices, the fresh juices, cheese, yogurt, and custard. Then uh, categories that didn't do that well for us is uh, butter because of the shortage of butter and cream in the market. Our uh, juice blend, that category has been attacked by the carbonated soft drinks market. Uh, and also on the olive oil side, uh, they, the, the weakening of the rand caught us a bit. Prices are going up. So it's a mixed bag of uh, results for us in terms of the different categories. We, we saw that the agriculture sector did not perform well during the first half of the year, and it actually pulled the whole economy into recession. Could you see the, the impact of the poor agricultural conditions in your business? No, we, we, we didn't see it. Um, as I say, we're less uh, dependent now on dairy. So uh, maybe on the DFSA side, they, they saw something like that, but no, we, we weren't really affected. Ironically, last night I went to a filling station to buy milk, um, as one do from time to time, and I paid 43 rand for two liters of clover milk. You know, obviously it is expensive at these uh, convenience stores, but 43 rand uh, for two liters of milk, surely that is not sustainable. No, that's not sustainable, and that is not the, the price points that we want. But we can't dictate uh, the price points that we have, and many of these individual owners of these uh, full courts, they, I think, uh, quite frankly, abuse the situation a bit, citing reasons that they are open 24 hours and so on. But definitely not. We're still trying to keep the prices below 30 rand for a 2-liter. Yuan, what is the margins in the value chain from the producer on the farm right through to the retailer that actually sells the product? Where is the money made within that chain? It depends on the milk flow in the country. If there's a surplus of milk, then the farmers get very little for the milk. If there's a shortage, then they demand more and then they get good margins. So overall, I think uh, the farmers are getting a reasonable margin. 
processes are not making a lot of mo- money out of milk internationally. The margins on milk is really between uh, 3 and 6%. And then, of course, it's expensive for the, the retailers to uh, maintain the cold chain. So they would take about 15% of the, the, the total uh, the price of milk. 15%, that is significant. Um, I see in the results, the very first paragraph refers to the resignation of the, the CEO of the uh, DFSA um, yesterday. Why is this so significant for Clover to mention in the very first paragraph of the commentary to the results? The CEO there was John Berker, uh, the previous CFO of Clover, um, who retired and I asked him to come back and help us with a split between Clover and DFSA, originally for two years, which will end by the end of April next year. In the interim, we, we convinced him to stay till 2020, but then yesterday he said, no, he's, he's had enough. He's uh, only going to do the two years, so he's uh, going to end of April. Now, this, uh, the, the chairman was appointed by Clover as well. Uh, in the interim phase, and he's also now mentioned that he will stand down and he will give the farmers, who's now owners of DFSA, the opportunity to appoint their own management team, his own chairman and, and, and CEO. So what has happened is, uh, in an infant or a young uh, upcoming or a, a startup, uh, it's, very, it's very important for you to, to, to know what the strategy is of the ma- management team. So the board wants to see what the new uh, management team is going to look like and what their strategic outlook is and how, where they want to take the business. So that led to something interesting in uh, IFRA's uh, environment is that uh, it prompted uh, the board and the auditors to make a impairment call, which I'm not 100% sure how I can defend it because uh, it's a 20-year revolving credit loan that we've given to DFSA. Plus, we've got uh, security over the debtors and the stock. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to argue anymore about if, uh, you know, against IFAS. So that's why you'll see that the reported debts is much lower than what uh, normalized debts is. Yeah, the, the revolving credit facility, it amounts to 440 million rand. That was uh, completely impaired. Um, and you say it's, that's, yes, that's only, an, a, only an accounting impairment. It's just an accounting entry, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the interesting part is in next year or the year after when DFSA settles, then we'll bring it back as apes again. Then we'll show a huge apes income again. You know, mm-hmm. So it's just an accounting entry. Does uh, Clover have an equity stake in DFSA? Clover's got a non-economical uh, stake of 26% but, um, voting rights. So we're not sharing in any of the profits uh, or losses of what DFSA uh, will make. Just Clover, everybody uh, sees Clover as this dairy company, but looking at your product range, this is most definitely not the case anymore. You know, and, and I believe that this unbundling of the DFSA, uh, well, that stake, removes Clover from the, the roots it had for more than a century in, in dairy. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, it's, it depends on whether you refer to milk or to dairy. So we're still very big in dairy. We've got we're very prominent in cheese, yogurt, custards. Uh, then you've got our value-added milks. It's only the drinking milk, the low commodity uh, margin business that we've uh, transferred to DFSA. We still see the Clover brand uh, standing for quality and for dairy. 
Clover is still providing all the services for DFSA. In other words, we pack the long-life milk and the short-life milk and we distribute that. So it's very important for us that people still associate the Clover brand with both dairy and other value-added products. So it's a bit of a mix of both. But certainly Clover is still in dairy and we still buy a substantial amount of milk uh, in the country. Yuan, just lastly, we have some thunderclouds hanging over the local economy. There are some uh, political uncertainty. But what do you expect from Clover in the new financial year? Yes, you know, like, I mean, uh, you know, there's this petrol price going out of hand. Uh, I don't know where the money's going to come from. So I, I really feel that, um, you know, something's going something's to give. Uh, the sense we're in a, almost in a technical recession at the moment. So we, what we're trying to do is just to focus on our own business. We say, what are the value propositions for, for our consumers? And when we talk about value added, we don't necessarily talk about uh, making expensive products. We're saying, can we uh, assist the consumer with uh, smaller packaging, different recipes, more affordable products? In other words, add value to what the consumer expects us to do. That's basically the only thing that, that we can do that's in our hands. Um, and, of course, driving efficiencies um, on a daily basis. We'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Johan. That was Johan Forster. He's the chief executive of Clover.